Hello and welcome to episode number five of the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by my buddy, Sean Bennett. And tonight we are bringing you one of our favorite things to talk about. And additionally, hobby. It is something that we've been doing for a very long time, both Sean and I. And we think that it's something that you probably have done to some extent, or maybe you're interested in getting more into this hobby. And tonight, (laughs) you're probably wondering what we're going to be talking about. But first, I'm going to introduce you to Sean Bennett. Sean, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful, man. It's been a good week so far. Uh, The kids are well, and and I have no complaints. but it's one of those things where you never know when something could come right around the corner and strike you. Right. We live Uh in Southern California. I could be out on the trail (laughs) and that rattlesnake is right around the bush. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, tonight we are going to be getting into our hobby, but first I have some big news, Sean. We got some news here. The website is up and running Please, ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, we are now streaming on on Spotify and through our website. We're working to get all the additional details together to bring you more hobbying. But you can reach out to us directly at our website, and that is the how to or sorry, excuse me, how to hobby podcast dot com. And we would love to hear from you guys there on our new website. Uh, you can also reach out to us at our Gmail, howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. Sean would love to hear for, from you. He's going to be watching the comms like a hawk, right, Sean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been checking just to make sure I built the uh, the Google Forms in there, so I know it should work. And so if, if, if any of you have any questions for John and I, or you have any recommendations for maybe some future episodes or some hobbies you'd love us to get into feel free to hit the contact us page on our site howtohobbypodcast.com i had to throw that in there again and (laughs) fill out fill that out and i will be watching those and if it's a question i will email you back uh or maybe we'll put it on our site in the q a page or if you have a, a hobby that maybe you'd like us to talk about just let us know and and we can include that in future shows that would be absolutely great to hear from you guys. We'd love to incorporate a Q&A section into our show directly. That would just be be absolutely amazing to continue to further the joy of hobbying with our listeners. Uh, so we'll try and work that in. But hey, tonight, Sean, let's get into it. We are talking about traveling. Yes, yes, we are. Traveling is one of my all-time favorite hobbies. I'll probably say that on a few of these episodes that they, whatever we're talking about is my all-time favorite hobby. But I have to say traveling is one of the, the things and a lot of people don't even consider it a hobby, but I do. I think that traveling is something that really helps us figure out who we are and learn more about the world and other people. So traveling is a, it's a big thing to me. I absolutely love doing as much as I can. Well, we talked about so far, we've had four things. This is mm-hmm. episode five. We've talked about cooking. We've talked about cycling, hiking, and you know, a lot of those things you can actually do 
on you you can't stream well i mean i guess you could stream <laughs> and shoot on your vacations mm. but uh for the most part it almost is the perfect cherry on top and it encompasses all hobbies because you're probably going to do some for instance out my wife and i uh sean we just went up to san francisco a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago for her birthday and we rode bikes so there you go i mean honestly i think it's uh it's a hobby, man. It is something where you can do all the hobbies and who doesn't like a good meal on a trip? Oh, exactly. I mean, my favorite part of traveling is trying new food, new restaurants, it, it, new cuisines it is, is hands down. I think the, one of the most important, I will sometimes plan trips around food. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. We'll potentially get into one of those later, yes, but uh, you're going to have to stick around and hear some, some about what Sean does this crazy maniac. I'm telling you, I <laughs> get him off, get him off here. Um, but tonight we're going to break down what we're going to be talking about and we're in our form for this evening. So tonight we're going to be laying out what you need to plan a good trip, why it matters to Sean and I, and how to get out and do it, but do it successfully and safely. Again, we always try and give you a a lot here. We try and pack in a lot for our listeners, provide you with value. And that's something we're going to be doing throughout this show, season one. But we're going to start tonight with what you need. So Sean, break down one of our first things we, we think is super important. Yeah. So one of the most important things when it comes to traveling is having a plan in place before you've even left your door, whether it's a road trip, you're flying. Uh, I don't really know of it. A height, like you're doing a, a walk, I guess. I mean, you could travel <laughs> through your, your city. Um, I know like the Pacific Crest Trail, you could consider that traveling if you want to do long hikes through there. So uh, the, the first step is to always have a plan. So if you are, obviously the first thing is what's your destination? You know, like wh- where are you going? Why are you going? And then the second step is how are you going to get there? So if you're flying, if you're driving, you know, and we'll get into that as, as John and I kind of get into some of our traveling stories and, and kind of like how we planned and some of the do's and don'ts that we've discovered the hard way when it comes to planning a trip. So the first step is to have a plan. This is something you can build. I usually start building mine in Google Notes. It's usually where I, I just start going, okay, this is the date I want to go. This is where I want to go. And then I start just building it out. And I can do check boxes, things, uh, packing lists. You can even build as a plan, like what days, what outfits I'm going to wear. Uh, and then you can share that with people if either they're going on the trip with you or maybe you just want someone to kind of check your plan over. Or maybe you just want, you know, you're going to go on a trip by yourself and you share it with your your friends or family so they know where you're going to be when you're going to be there. So the first step is a plan. That is so good, Sean. Uh, packing value in right off the bat. I, I couldn't agree more <laughs> with, with the planning aspect, whether it's a hike, whether it's going on a small trip. List, lists are very important. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I did recently... Uh, I didn't complete my trip list and I actually forgot something. So Ooh. that is, we've, it, all, been it, there. we've all been there, uh, especially when you're getting ready for That was last year for my birthday uh, hike trip that I took mm. and I forgot my down jacket, but uh, which I couldn't believe that was uh, <laughs> talk about a novice maneuver. I was uh-huh. like, uh, being cold is no fun, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So 
that's the first thing we need a good plan. We need to put a plan in place. It's always important to do that. Write out some notes, get out your Google docs, your calculator, your Apple notes, uh, Mm -hmm. Samsung widget uh, to get that (laughs) note going. Um, and, And it is good to additionally have somebody to look it over. Personal items that matter to us, that's something that we really think is a need. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the, the things that are kind of very obvious, like IDs, passports, depending on when you're um, going or where you're going, uh, that's definitely important. Uh, and, and, and just to talk about the passport a little bit, it's definitely plan advance. If you are going to be going to Europe and you haven't got a a passport, do it further out in advance than you think you need. Uh Um, because you will forget and that trip will sneak up on you. We don't want you to be in that situation. Um, but let's talk about, let's talk about cash Sean. the the listeners. It's, it's all about that cash, cash money, right? (laughs) Or is it about plastic? When it comes to traveling, it's always good to have both. So when I travel, I try and make sure I have at least one credit card that I always carry. Uh, and then one, one debit card. So if you need to pull out cash, you can, and then I always have some sort of backup cash. So Mm. that is, let's say you go to a farmer's market, you know, you're, you're in Oregon, you're at the farmer's market. They don't take card, you know? Okay. Now you have some cash or, you know, maybe you see a trinket somewhere and you don't want to spend You don't want to put in a credit card. You can, you can pay with cash or, God forbid you're on a road trip and your car breaks down and you need to pay someone in cash to help give you, like get you to the next town so you can get a tow truck. There's, oh, wow. there's, there's always those reasons to have more than just uh, plastic in your wallet. And I go a little overboard. I was actually talking about this to John when we were planning this episode. <laughs> so I actually go even further. I actually keep coins in my car. So it's a trick that my grandpa actually used to do and it's stuck in my family. I do it. My brother does it. My dad does it. So we actually take an old pill bottle. So it could be anything from, you know, your prescriptions that you just took the label off or even like an old ibuprofen bottle, whatever it is. And I fill it with quarters and I usually keep anywhere from 10 to $20 in quarters in my car. And that is really helpful for, you know, you are driving into a new city, like when you, let's say you're driving to Portland and you're going into town and you can't find any parking that's not paid. Okay. Well, you have quarters. Yes. Most machines nowadays take plastic, but you never know. You have to be prepared for worst case. You know, you're going to need some coins to, to fill that, that parking meter or just anything. I mean, you know, you're out on a trip and you get soaked and you need to run to the laundromat to dry your clothes real quick. There's there's little things that, you know, prepping ahead of time, having a couple of dollars and quarters, some cash on you and some, some plastic, if you have it, just, you want to be prepared for as many situations as you possibly can when you're traveling, especially if you're traveling alone. That's awesome, Sean. Yeah. A lot of great uh, things that I haven't even thought about, like potentially needing a tow truck that that could happen. I mean, you could need to get a ride and you feel bad mm-hmm. and you want to give somebody some money. So exactly. Or you can buy a cab. I mean, your phone breaks down, you lose signal, you know, you can't call an Uber. If you need to take a cab somewhere, you know, you can, you can drop some cash or, you know, That's whatever right. it is, you're, you're prepped for the worst case scenario. All right. Well, leading into our next thing that we think is pretty important to think about and kind of bleeds into the personal items category. And that's, 
on the same lines, you gotta, you gotta have something to store all that hard earned cash and plastic mm-hmm. and ID uh, and keep it safe. So we, we think it's very important to have a dedicated spot for each item that you know and know well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a crazy world out there, especially if you're doing some European travel or going down to Baja. We live in Southern California. We're, we're very close. So, you know, pickpocketing does happen. It's we don't want mm-hmm. you to be naive hobbyists. We want you to be aware of the dangers out there. And so having something that you can maybe keep all of your essentials in a trip bag, uh, me and my life, me and my, my life, my wife, we love to watch the amazing race Mm -hmm. and they always have those trip specific bags that they have all their documents in all their money, all their, and, and, you know, everybody has it and they're always like holding onto it. Like it's the, you know, it's their life source. And Mm -hmm. it really is when you're traveling, right? I mean, this is like a very important decision, uh, where you keep that stuff and how you handle it. So yeah, definitely keep that in mind uh, as you move forward, guys. Um, all right, Sean. So I'm interested. You have a girlfriend. What What are I some do. of the key things that you guys like to take when you travel? So my go-to, and I know I'm going to be stealing this from John, but my go-to is a good set of headphones. Uh, can either be wired or Bluetooth, especially if you're flying. I have a really nice pair of Sennheiser noise-canceling headphones I fly with. So that you can turn the noise canceling on, you can fall asleep, you can do whatever you need to do. Or if you're on a road trip and you know you're chilling in the hotel or whatever it is, and you kind of want to listen to some music or get into the groove, that's a, a great thing to have. So my my go-to is always a, a good set of headphones. I know Kate's go-to, and it is no matter where she is, it could be you know, we're on a road trip or we're flying or we're <laughs> going to Disney for the day. Kate always carries a pack of playing cards. So it has come in handy more times than I can honestly count. We have played games of Go Fish and Soy Dose standing in line at Disney for two hours waiting for the cars ride. We've played it when we when our flight got delayed. We'll talk about that a little later when our flight got delayed. <laughs> so on Oregon, we played cards. So her go-to is always a deck of cards. And this goes into everyone needs that one thing that is important and makes you feel comfortable because flying or traveling, whatever it is, is going to, you're going to have some moments where you feel uncomfortable and having that go to deck of cards or a pair of headphones, you can listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to how to hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, you Shameless can you, you need those things to keep you sane while you're traveling. So that for me, it's headphones for Kate. It's a deck of cards. Now I know you and your wife have your own set of things that you guys travel with. That's right, Sean. Uh, you shouldn't have. I, I'm actually, I'm just so boring. I am exactly <laughs> like you. For me, it's all about my downloaded music today. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to have the iPod with, with the, the headphone. I mean, I, I actually just believe it or not. Um, I didn't really ever feel like noise canceling headphones before I got my job were mm-hmm. worth the investment. I just kind of, I always just wanted to have music. So I was rocking the either the apple standard buds for a long time Mm -hmm. uh my skull candy you know i was i was kind of in that budget range like 10 to 15 dollar head headphones from target um but i did recently I, i must admit at the uh at the beginning of 2019 i did pull the trigger on a refurbished Mm-hmm. Again, providing you guys with value, Bose <laughs> headphones, they're the, 
uh, Bose Quiet Comfort 2, I believe, not the three. Mm-hmm. Um, they're refurbished. And I got them from, you know, I mean, it comes with all the stuff, but they're pretty cool because they, are, they still have the, do you know the weird adapter for the planes uh, back in the day? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. two prong. The double, you have a double prong. The double prong. I have that built in as a part of my set just in case. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes you do get those older, older planes. So I thought it was kind of cool. That's um, pretty cool. And I will say that they are, they are nice. Uh, you guys, you're right. They're nice to not be able to hear anything. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but what matters to my wife, I'll tell you, it's two things. And she cannot live without these two things. I think it's, well, it's kind of interesting. It's not me, right? But it's my wife. She can't go without hand lotion and chapstick. She's got to okay. have Good choices. these two things at all times. I mean, regardless of whether we're traveling, we could be going to dinner. She's got to have her mm-hmm. lotion and her chapstick readily available just in case she, she can't stand having dry and ashy hands. How she married me, I have no idea because I am like, <laughs> I have the skin of a lizard. Uh, I mean, I am just an absolute... <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what, what, what to describe myself, but I don't use enough lotion. Apparently that's the reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, let's, let's move on in. We're getting a little bit off topic here, but it's just so fun to talk about traveling and, mm-hmm. and what matters to you. So find those things that are key and you will be ready to, as Sean said, when you go places, it's, it's important to be comfortable. That, that actually leads us into our next topic of what you need to bring right sean mm-hmm. and that's a good attitude ladies and gentlemen uh sean i know there's been a time where you've just been absolutely wrecked when it comes to traveling um for lack of a better word you needed a good attitude right yeah so for me any horror story i've ever had coming from traveling always seems to be it has to do with an airport almost always Uh, I will also put this out there to our listeners. If you really, truly want to find out how strong your relationship is, deal with a situation of a delayed flight and you will, you will understand each other's breaking points. It is (laughs) one of those situations where uh, it it is just so stressful. So Kate and I were flying Mm -hmm. to Bend, Oregon to go see her, her family out there. And we got to the airport. We were that we always get there early. We're just those two people that show up like an hour before we're through baggage or uh, security we're sitting at our gate like over an hour before our flight is supposed to take off and so we get there early we're chilling and then we get an announcement that the flight's been delayed and we're like cool it says it's been delayed you know 30 minutes and we're like okay that's not that big a deal then we get another announcement it's been delayed an additional hour and by the time we were done getting the the alerts and we had already gotten through i think a margarita or two at that point uh, <laughs> um, we, a necessity we got, our flight took off about seven hours delayed coming out of san diego <laughs> to oregon um and that was kind of rough one because we were supposed to be getting picked up in oregon and then the they were supposed to drive us an hour and a half to their house and so it was, you know, it was just a very stressful situation. And then that same trip coming back, 
we were coming, our flight, because of the fires in Northern California, the smoke at the San Francisco airport was so dense, they actually canceled our flight for a full 24 hours. So not only did we get a seven hour flight coming into Oregon, coming back home, we actually got delayed a full day and had to extend, stay with her family again. It worked out because we we made the most of it. We went and, and, you know, rode in the, the, ice cold river rapids of Oregon. Um, and it was really cool, but a, the most important part of that is the two of us, even though we got a little grouchy, kind of like hour four of the seven hour delayed, uh, you know, we kept good attitudes. There was nothing we could do about it. We we were going to get there eventually. And we just said, let's just play cards and watch TV, listen to music and do what we got to do. And so that that's my horror story. (laughs) <laughs> could not have gotten through that without the both of us having good attitudes. It's it's a make or break, man. That is for 100%. sure. And and I can definitely relate. I my horror story uh, is very similar, actually. And I think the hardest thing for these is mine also took place in San Diego. So the problem, it's like a mental drain because you're only 15 minutes from your house mm-hmm. yet you're stuck behind the TSA <laughs> battle line and you don't know what to do other than drink margaritas. So my story <laughs> took place in a similar fashion. I get there early, right, Sean? Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't think it was seven hours, but it was definitely, I think five and a half to six hours. I did not go and get any beer. I was by myself, thankfully. <laughs> um, And I just kept, you know, I think the thing that was hardest for me was just the having to tell my wife that, oh, yeah, I just, you know, it was a back and forth because it was, yeah, it was like a delayed 30 minutes. Then it was delayed an hour and it was a um, a weather delay mixed with a mechanical delay. Mm. So it was kind of like the best of both. Yeah, the the ultimate combo. (laughs) And. So I couldn't get on the plane and I finally decided they literally were just telling everybody over the intercom. It got so bad. They're like, your plane probably you probably will not at this point make your connection because it's getting mm-hmm. so late in the day, which I'm I was going, oh, really? And everybody was shaking their heads. And sure enough, it was kind of that make or break where I knew via flight tracker flight tracker. Uh, definitely we'll throw that in the mm-hmm. show notes because oh yeah that is a uh, a winner of a website you can see your your plane taking off where it is in the sky it's amazing um so i knew that my plane was in the sky but i thought for some reason in my strange world i thought it's okay i'm gonna make it i don't know why that happened but i should have i think the reason was because i was on my way to my buddy's 30th birthday and it was a surprise birthday so i mm. was determined you had there. to be there. Yeah, I brought a good attitude and determination. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I finally get on the plane at like six hours later, and it was flying, of course, through Dallas, Dallas, Fort yep. Worth. Oh, that's they cool all do. DFW. Oh, oh DF, DFW. <laughs> that airport. Uh, and it's huge. And so I come, uh, man, I get there and I miss my flight like 100%. I mean, it was just, I, there was not even a chance. So I, that was a bummer. Then I go to the hotel or the bar in the airport. And I'll tell you this, I brought a good attitude, but man, never ladies and gentlemen, don't ever have beers by yourself because it, <laughs> it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just throw that in there. Definitely do not do it. Um, just go to the hotel and sleep. So I went to the hotel, sleep, 
get a good night's sleep and then come out like a, like a zombie to get my flight the next day. And the trip was, it was like a 72 hour sprint because it was just the weekend. So I, you know, Friday flying Saturday, you know, I think it was Saturday. I get in, have the party Sunday. And then I think it was Monday night. What was it? Yeah. Monday night I get home. I get home. Oh man. It was just a quick, too quick, Sean, Mm -hmm. but, uh, definitely a good attitude, uh, helps you to get through that stuff because otherwise I might've just been really upset at my friend instead of celebrating with him. (laughs) It wouldn't have been as much fun of a trip. (laughs) That's for sure. So let's jump into why traveling matters to us personally. I was a Navy brat growing up, Sean, you, you know Mm -hmm. that about me, but the listeners don't. And I have been across the U S more times than I can count in a car, in a plane, you name it by, by saddle back. I mean, I am like, (laughs) you are versed in the the world of traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But I want to break down a couple trips that really matter to me personally. Um, my first one that I want to bring up is the first time I went to Europe, Sean, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was with my dad and my sister. And I have the one beautiful thing about being in a Navy family uh, is you get these things called space available flights through your yeah. active duty member. Mm-hmm. So my dad could just jump on. He could plan it out and we could get on a flight headed to Europe or really anywhere in the world because there's Navy bases throughout the NATO countries and stuff. So it's very cool. Um, so this one specifically, we flew into Rota, Spain and, uh, on a seven thirty seven, it was a great flight. And from there we decided to travel to Sicily. And I just think the whole, we got stuck in Sicily for two weeks, Sean, Um, Mount Etna was active as a young man. I was, I was thinking, wow, this this is it. I'm, I won't make it off this Island. (laughs) Uh, But to talk about your thing that you mentioned earlier, the food just really sticks out to me. It was just unbelievable to experience Sicilian pizza. Um, it just, man, it's so different than here. And it really just, when you bring all of it together between Spain and Sicily and coming back and getting stuck and having that sort of, I got to take off in the cockpit of a DC 10 plane uh, because, you know, you don't have to deal with the normal Mm -hmm. flying uh, experiences that the FAA make you do. Uh, So you can just, the, the military flies with their, their door open and you can just go up in the cockpit. It's really cool. So that was my first one that really stuck out. Um, why don't uh, let's let's talk about one that sticks out to you sort of in a similar route, I guess, here. Um, yeah, so mine mine's going to be, you know, when, when I was a kid, I did a lot of traveling, but most of the trips to me that mean the most that have developed me into the, the man that I am today are the, the, the trips I took as an adult. So, you know, uh, for me, Whereas you got to travel with your dad and go to Europe. I've never been to Europe. The most I've been out of the U.S., except when I was born in Japan and we moved here when I was four, is I went to Tijuana for a day. Like that's that's the most international <laughs> I've gotten. So sorry to disappoint 
for the listeners, my trips have all been uh, in the U.S. But for me, oh. I, I really like traveling with uh, somebody else. We'll get into I also like traveling by myself. But there's just something really cool about getting to travel with somebody and experience that. Like you got to go with your mm. dad and experience that that pizza and just that trip and the whole thing about it. And for me, traveling with Kate has been one of the, the most fun ways for me to get out and travel. So I'm very lucky in that one of her life's goals, her bucket list is she wants to see a game in every NFL stadium. Now she's really into football. It's not really my thing, but I like traveling. So it paired up perfectly. So uh, we awesome. actually did our first, first trip together uh, was actually a two week road trip from San Diego to Seattle and back. And for anyone who has done that trip, it is, it is a, a daunting task. I mean, we did from here, from San Diego to Lebanon, Oregon, where one of Kate's friends lives. We drove there. I think it was 17 and a half hours straight there and then crashed there for a couple of days, then drove up to uh, Seattle, stayed with my uncle uh, and, you know, saw a game uh, and got to see the Seahawks play, uh, go Seahawks in <laughs> Seattle and, you know, saw them and then came back down to Portland. And then uh, for Thanksgiving last year, we actually flew or excuse me, two years ago, I keep forgetting COVID locked down 2020. So 2019, <laughs> um, we actually spent a whole week. We did the entire Thanksgiving week in New Orleans. So we saw the Saints play. Um, the year prior to that, you know, we flew out to Miami and got to see, we actually got to see the Miami miracle happen. Uh, it was just for me. What, what is the Miami miracle? So that was, they were playing the, um, uh, the Patriots. And uh, in the last, like, I don't know, six, uh, don't quote me again, football is Kate's thing, but in the last like six or seven seconds, uh, they ended up, uh, Miami ended up running a touchdown. Um, and oh God, um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they, in the last minute, they kicked a field goal and they were actually up ahead of the Patriots. And then they, the Patriots tried to run. Oh my God, I am completely messing this up. See, football is not my thing, John. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it's okay. so, so, so it's a football miracle, ladies so and gentlemen. Football miracle. It was uh, for any, uh, and, and Kate's going to be so mad at me that I messed this up. But for anyone, go, go Google the Miami miracle. It was actually a crazy last uh, few seconds play. The stadium had pretty much already emptied. They knew the Patriots are going to win. Uh, and instead of going for the touchdown, they actually went for the field goal. So there were only a couple points ahead. And then on this crazy last play, Miami ended up doing like seven laterals and uh, went blue right past Gronkowski and actually scored a touchdown with like two seconds left on the clock. Ended up wow. winning the game. Like it was, it was an amazing. The last three, like five or six seconds of the game, the stadium was silent, just silent. Wow. And then everyone started cheering. And then it was just the most amazing just to watch the Patriots lose to the, the Dolphins in oh. the last five seconds of the game was amazing. So oh, I remember Google, that game. Google, that was like Google, one of their first losses of the, yeah, Google, of the season. Yeah. So Google the Miami miracle. So, Oh man. Yeah. All right. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Ladies and gentlemen, you yes, got to get yes. well versed. <laughs> And what Sean <laughs> failed to, to reminisce. Oh, yeah, I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, for me, those, those trips where I've traveled with Kate have been some of the, the most meaningful trips, uh, you know, just the two of us getting out together and just doing them. And so, you know, you, yeah. you know, you got your trip with your dad. I got my trip with Kate. So, 
Um, yeah. Now that I have, I've talked and embarrassed myself enough with my no, lack no, of football okay. knowledge. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll just I'll edit it all out, Sean. They'll never hear it. Um, it's perfect. It doesn't exist. It, but yeah, exactly. But so let's actually. It's funny you mentioned you like traveling with someone else because mm-hmm. actually that is the consistent thing that really for me has shined through. I mean, my first big trip was the Europe trip, but. Uh, another one that really stands out to me, and it's really for the reminiscence of it. Um, actually these are kind of related trips. So I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through Sean. It's the Mm -hmm. John miracle mile. Oh, Um, I like it. (laughs) So I, my family, we did this something unique. My dad, for every time a kid turned 13, he took them on a trip of their choice. It was called oh, their 13 really cool. year old trip. It's awesome. I'm going to be like going with, with my kids. Yes. It's, it's great, man. Uh, and, and I, and I, I'm the firstborn uh, for all you listeners wondering, I'm a, in a family of five kids. So I didn't know it was coming. I just got to walk into it like a, like a dummy. Um, but yeah, so my dad wanted to take me on my 13 year old trip. And I'm like, what's that? Okay. And he, we lived on the East coast at the time. So we ended up going up to New York city. And when you travel with my dad, he's a more frugal traveler. I mean, I'm talking Sean, like uh, a <laughs> pop tart on the dashboard. Oh, um, I like it. That's my kind of traveling. <laughs> like, uh, that's your heater. Um, you know, on the road all night, you don't get a hotel. Uh, you don't even get camp out. I mean, it's just the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for this New York city trip, I'm thinking, uh Oh, this is going to be a, this is going to be a rough one. Um, uh, but no, actually we got a place at the, uh, veterans, um, the New York city Marine Corps, um, like veterans B BQO or BAO. They have like a name for it, but it's like, okay. it's like bachelor housing, the, but like for the Marines in and, or any service really. Hmm. Um, and it's just in the thing that really stood out for me. I mean, dude, it is like, you wouldn't have, it's so undescript. It does not say Marine Corps, you know, bachelor Mm -hmm. housing on the, no, it's like just a random building. You would have no idea that this is a place where you could actually stay. And it was two cots in a room, no elevator stairs, um, didn't even have bathrooms in the room. You actually mm. had like communal bathrooms. I mean, it's the Marines, right? So yeah, exactly. There's, you walk down the hall to brush your teeth and such and such. And it's it, a it dorm was, room. <laughs> exactly. I got, I got dorms early at 13. My dad's like, welcome. This is, this is it. And, uh, so yeah. And the door, right. You, the, the crack under the door is probably big enough for you to slide your whole mm. hand under. Um, so, you know, no, no real like lights seeping in. And I think it just was so raw and I just really liked being, we, we went all over the city. My dad's pretty intense when it comes to his traveling. He wants to see a lot. He wants to go breakneck speed. Mm-hmm. I got stuck in a subway car, uh, <laughs> door. He, my dad loved to do this thing where I, again, I I'm telling you, I think he was like hazing me or something. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding for everybody that's taking this serious. It's a 13 year old transition to manhood, (laughs) but literally I'm, he would run for the subways, like run full speed. And I'm 13. I'm like, dad. And he would just like go for it. And there was one time where I kept thinking in my mind, this guy is going to get on the subway 
and I am going to be left in New York by my lonesome. Mm-hmm. And he, sure enough, I'm like chasing after him. The door is closing. My dad sneaks through because he's fast. And I'm like, I go in between and literally the two doors came and split my legs. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. I was like, ah! and I, <laughs> and a guy pulled me out, like into the car, dude, I, I can't even believe this. I can't even believe I'm reliving this right now. Oh man, um, you're in, you're was, relieving some childhood drama trauma right here. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, man, it was it was an experience, and it was so fun. Uh, I got to skateboard around a lot. I was big into skateboarding at the time, and you know, just a lot of great times with my dad. The other trip that kind of segues into that is with my wife. Um, I got to take her back to New York City. In 2018, she had never been. And those two moments now kind of coming full circle Mm -hmm. of having my 13-year-old trip with my dad and then being able to share New York City, this this city where I almost got uh, smashed in the subway. Uh, Check this out, babe. Uh, It was very special. So (laughs) that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little bit about Johnny P. Uh, and sorry to all those who are feeling just like, man, this kid had a terrible, I had a great upbringing. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. He, he's, he's missing a leg, but don't worry. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's like, like, oh gosh. All right. So you, you mentioned something earlier, Sean, that I thought, mm-hmm. thought was pretty interesting. You said for you, traveling is kind of like you take it as an opportunity to discover who you are additionally. And I think that may mean taking some solo trips. Yeah. Yeah. So there I'll start with a a non-solo trip in the beginning. And that kind of led into uh, some of the solo trips I had. And that'll kind of speak to some of the people that maybe don't have somebody to travel with, or maybe just would prefer to to do their own thing. Um, I think that one of the greatest parts of traveling is you you get the opportunity to step outside your comfort zone, step away from the things you know, and start discovering things about yourself. You know, even the little things like how do you handle stress? How do you handle unknown situations? Things like that. And so one of the most monumental trips for me that came to discovering who I am was a trip that I actually did up to Bend, Oregon. And we were going to see Kate's family and... I I have lived my whole life since I was four in San Diego. And so I've never known the, what it's like to have a true forest, right? I mean, we don't have forests here. We have desert, we have (laughs) trees, but we don't have forests. And so we actually went the last time we were up in, in Oregon and went on a day hike where we did, it was only supposed to be like two and a half miles. I think we ended up doing six cause we took a wrong turn, but uh, you know, we, it was this walk in the woods, just these beautiful, beautiful trees, the most perfect, like 60 degree, 65 degree weather. And it was just, it was an amazing experience. And it was one of the first times in my life, standing in that forest, looking at these trees, smelling the dirt, smelling everything that I felt like I had found somewhere I truly belonged because I've never felt like I jived with Southern California. You know, I've never really liked the beach. It's just not who I am. I love the weather, but I also like really cold. I'll get into that with a trip to Utah I did. I really like the cold. And, and so standing in those woods was the first time I felt like I belonged somewhere. And it actually led to where I have from my ankle to my knee, I actually am working on a leg piece, a leg tattoo to commemorate that moment. And so 
I'm already like 12 and a half hours in on the tattoo. I have one more session left and it's kind wow. of a, a, a black, all black piece that kind of uh, memorializes those trees and that moment in my mind. And so that, that was like the first trip I'd ever done where I started really discovering who I was. You know, I'm, I'm an adult now I'm working, I'm paying for this trip on my own. And now I get to go on this trip and I feel like I'm in for the first time in my life. I feel like I knew who I wanted to be, where I wanted to be, the places I wanted to live. And so that was a monumental trip that has led to the strengthening of me figuring out who I am, becoming more independent. And that led to some of my solo trips. So uh, in future episodes, we'll get into this, but I have a passion for, uh, we talked about last one, firearms, I have a passion for training, being prepared for situations. And so I actually did a solo road trip from San Diego to Salt Lake City. And so uh, to take some training classes with a company called Fieldcraft Survival, one of my favorite all-time podcasts and companies out there. And I took a, uh, an eight-hour med course. So learning tourniquet applications, uh, packing wounds, um, you know, just like uh, the whole March algorithm for how to assess injuries. And then the following day, I did a full eight-hour class in land navigation. So using compasses, contour maps, doing the whole deal. And this was the first solo trip I'd ever taken. And it was very important that I did this. And I did this for myself. You know, I was doing this trip to learn. I was doing this trip to gain skills. But it's also a very maturing experience to drive by yourself for 11 hours to get somewhere. And then when I was there, uh, I think the lowest low was the last time I was there. It was negative one. It had been snowing for like two days. Um, and for me... I love the weather. I love the cold. It is like, <laughs> it is the most alive I felt in a long time was that cold weather, but I hate driving in ice and snow because I'm from Southern California. If it, <laughs> if it sprinkles, we don't, we don't know how to drive. So <laughs> it was, it was one of those things that made me really nervous, but it was also a maturing experience to face that fear and, and, you know, work on getting over it. And so th that trip to me was very crucial in building my own independence and gaining the confidence in myself and my skills to know that I could do it. And I plan on, on going back to take more classes with Fieldcraft up there. One day I might, I might even move to Salt Lake City. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that's, uh, that's great, yeah. man. And then that, that solo trip led me to have the confidence to do my trip to Texas where I did a retreat. It was, a, a, I think I talked about it a little bit in the last podcast. It was a uh, like three and a half day retreat to uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, where I stayed on a ranch in a, a several, like over 115,000 acres they own out there. And I got to shoot uh, long range guns, ARs, got to shoot out of a helicopter. I got to do a lot of really cool stuff. And it was a, it was a guy's bonding trip. So we talked about, you know, uh, motivation and, and self-growth and things that we're uncomfortable with and fears that we have and how to overcome those fears and our relationships, working life, whatever it is. And so I, I say all of this because it's very important to understand that when you're traveling, it's not just about the experience of traveling. It's about learning who you are and growing in those opportunities. And so that's what I like to do whenever I travel, whatever it is, whether I'm by myself or with somebody else, I look at it as every single decision I'm making, everything I'm doing is an opportunity to grow as a person and learn who I am and the, how much I can actually handle more, like more than you ever think is possible. Trust me, you can do it. <laughs> Cannot be stated enough, Sean. That is, Oh man, 
And that's one of our core values, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We, we want to continue to provide you with these core values as we're going through every single hobby that we do. And that is one of them. We just, we want you to understand that you can always go into it and push yourself a little bit more, take another chance, make another mistake to get where you need to be and discover how far you can go uh, on a single tank of gas. Right, Sean? Uh, (laughs) But also knowing to never go until it's empty. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. There we go, man. Value all day. And it's Mm. funny. uh, I do just want to say I I took a trip um, up to uh, out. uh, What is it's the just north of San Francisco, um, Santa Rosa. And man, I, I actually, Sean, it was 2018, I got off work on a Friday at 1.30 or 2 p.m. and drove straight to Santa Rosa. And it was, I didn't get until 1 a.m. I only stopped twice, man. That's impressive. That's a long drive. It was a long drive. Oh, it was, uh, I I was pretty proud of it. Um, Just for that exactly everything that you just said, like, seeing how far alone mm-hmm. I could push myself to the, and it was hard. I had to call some people and, and have them, you know, talk me through the grapevine. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure all you Northern Californians <laughs> know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, bumper to bumper at 12, a, 12 AM. It was, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bring that attitude, ladies and gentlemen, but let's, let's transition to our final form of the night. And that's, how to get out and do it and do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost, we want you guys to start small when planning a trip. Uh, if you've never done a, a, tr- a huge trip, kind of something that Sean is talking about, like going and driving up to a place to maybe do an activity or that's um, pretty far away, we want you to start with something more local if you've never had an experience like that. Um, Additionally, keep a nice controlled setting for some of your first experiences out there traveling when planning a trip. Do things that you know you can count on. Airbnb used to be a little sketchy, Sean, but it is Mm -hmm. it's up there now. They went public and it is extremely, uh, you know, robust. So definitely you can trust Airbnb. I prefer it over hotels now. I don't know. I don't know about you, Sean. Um, I, I, I usually, yeah, I usually prefer Airbnb. They generally tend to be nicer places. You can also go with Verbo, VRBO, Vacation Rental by Owner. That's also a great uh, other alternative to Airbnb. I know uh, my parents used to get, or we got a, a, a Verbo in, oh, I can't remember. Out in the desert, we used to get a Verbo. And then my brother and his girlfriend just did a, a road trip a couple months ago up to uh, Big Bear and got a Verbo. Um, really, really cool cabin up in the mountains and big bear is only two and a half hours away from San Diego. So they got up into the mountains, got to see some snow and some cold weather. Uh, so it's part of that, that start local, you know, start with maybe the, the next city over, you know, like for San Diego, maybe I want to go out to Julian or Ramona or, or any of the mountain ranges around here and kind of maybe get an Airbnb or stay in a cabin or something like that. So that you can get into what's it like to travel you know, if you, God forbid, you forget something or something happens, you're within a reasonable drive home, you, you know, to a city, you know, um, or let's say your car breaks down, you have family in the area, you can, you know, 
hey, can you come pick me up? I'm 45 minutes away type thing. So start local, start small, and then kind of work your way up into your traveling. And the good thing about that is you can tip them in quarters too when they come and pick agreed, you up. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so let's let's talk about uh, some of the things that may be a little scary for people, Sean. Um, mm-hmm. We want to urge you guys, we, we want to push you just a little bit to not be afraid of the things that could be unfamiliar at first. And I know for a lot of people, maybe a lot of listeners out there, Flying is one of those fears. Uh, Sean and I both work in aerospace and you can count on us, right, Sean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> you, can, you can count on us. We we have seen it all when it comes to the, the aerospace. And for me, I, I get the fear of flying. I'm not fear. I don't have a fear of the flying itself. I know the airplanes are safe and that the you're more likely to be involved in a, a car wreck than you would in a, a plane crash. But for me, my fear is I get really nauseous because I get motion ah. sick on flights. And so I actually have a fear of flying only because I don't like the takeoff and the landing because yeah. the intense pressure change will actually make me nauseous. So I've actually gotten to where I'll wear the wristbands. I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll chew on ginger. I'll take ginger pills uh, to try and help with that. So that is something that every time I fly, I have fear and I have to work on getting over that. And so, uh, th- th- again, just because we travel doesn't mean we don't also have these things that we have to deal with as well. I mean, uh, mm. Kate, Kate and I did on a whim, we found out we could <clears throat> get flights up to San Jose for less than like $50 from San Diego. There's a restaurant, um, yeah, the falafels drive in in San Jose that Kate and her parents used to go to on road trips. And so on a whim, we just decided, let's just get tickets. We're going to fly to San Jose. We're <laughs> going to eat lunch and we're going to fly back down. I mean, the whole day cost us, I think it was like $90 in tickets per person plus lunch. So it was, it was worth the experience, but going into that, nice. like I have a fear of flying. Like, I have a fear of feeling nauseous when I'm flying, but it's one of those things you just kind of have to look at it of, is is this fear is getting over this fear worth the success of what we're going to see at the end and if it is then you know you just got to kind of smile through it and you'll figure it out i just have faith that you'll figure it out that's right take chances make mistakes guys it's going (laughs) to see you through additionally we want you to stay safe here when you're traveling when you're diving into travel potentially, or maybe you're a seasoned traveler. Um, it's always important to remember the key, the key values for you. And, and some of those are, are simple. Um, you know, don't, don't loiter around if you're, uh, if you're at a place that you're unfamiliar with, um, maybe the people that could be there or, um, the fact that you may stand out because of what you look like or how you look. Um, so you want to be very specific about, about, you know, what is around you at all times. Um, isn't it, isn't there like a, like a rhyme, Sean, like stop, look and listen. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that, that sounds right. I know, um, that's very important to pay attention to your surroundings and to not loiter when you are in an unfamiliar area. I know when Kate and I were on that Seattle trip, we had, we had taken the ferry from my uncle's house into Seattle. So we didn't have a car, 
and we were taking the bus because on New Year's, the bus is free in Seattle. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. That's nice. And uh, it was it's a way to deter drunk driving. And so it was really cool. But in order to get to the bus stop, we had to walk through what what ended up feeling like a very unsafe area. And, you know, it was, it's dark. It's like 1030 at night and Kate and I are by ourselves and, you know, we don't have any weapons or anything we could fly with. And, you know, there's nothing to protect no ourselves. Weapons. And, and we, we basically kind of looked at each other and both have this feeling of this just doesn't feel right. We don't feel, we don't know what's going on. It's not that we see somebody that's scary, but our, our subconscious is noticing there's something mm. that's, that's making us feel uneasy. And so we decided Nope. We turned around. We walked back to the Denny's where we had gotten a late dinner and I caught, we decided to pay for an Uber. You know, the bus would have been right. free, but the the $20 for the Uber down to the ferry was worth not feeling that, that un, like you were unsafe in the area. So yeah. pay attention to what's around you and don't loiter in one place too long. If you're unfamiliar, it just kind of makes you a moving target. That's so good. Well, I think that closes out for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend another wonderful week with Sean and I. We really broke down traveling for you tonight. But if we didn't do it in the way that you thought, please reach out to us at howtohobby.com. We have our Q&A live, locked and loaded on the site. You can reach us there. Additionally, Sean created an Instagram for the for the podcast, the How to Hobby Podcast. Find us on Instagram, uh, and we have a Gmail as well. So you can you can reach. There's no excuse to not get in touch with Sean. I'm telling you, this guy wants to know. And Sean, I, I think I, I'm just throwing this out there, man. I think maybe something cool would be you could put put your uh, your leg piece. Uh, on the Instagram as maybe a, a, a start if you're comfortable with it. But again, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That I can would definitely, be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I can definitely put that on there. So anyway, be looking for those awesome posts. They're going to be coming out, coming at you hot. Um, and man, it, it was just a pleasure talking to you tonight, Sean. Thanks for taking the time, breaking down traveling as you always do so smoothly and Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed it, please, again, give us some feedback. Leave a like on our uh, in, uh, Spotify, I believe, is what, what, you, mm -hmm. what you, you know, follow the show. Let us know. And we will be in touch with you uh, and see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you. Bye.